Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. It's really good to be back. Uh, it seems like we've been away for a long time, and actually we have, because uh, we've been away two weeks at Christmas time, uh, before Christmas when I was sick. I ended up having the COVID plus bronchitis, uh, but I'm much better now. I still got a tiny cough, but much, much, much better than I was. And uh, so anyway, glad to be back to Community Latin, and uh, we'll uh, see what we can do. I'm, I did send the notes out, and if, if you're on here and you don't get my notes and you would like to get them, of course, I will put them in the thing uh, – the uh, folder that's that's there, but that folder tends to be a bit behind. So if you just write to Cindy and tell her you want my contact information, I'd be glad to send you the notes. I have about twelve or thirteen people to get these notes, and we have them, and they're 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 helpful. So if you don't get them, uh, let me know. Anyway, we have this section we always start with called words from classical mythology and history. And we've been doing this, we've been doing this uh, section for a little while here. So the first word we're going to talk about today is hermetic, hermetic. It's an adjective and it means airtight. Like you might hear, sometimes you say hermetically sealed. Sometimes they use it as an adverb, meaning airtightly sealed, sealed completely airtight. And it comes from the god, the god Hermes. By the way, does anyone remember his Roman name? His Greek name is Hermes. What was his Roman um, um, Hermes. Yes, Mercury is correct. Uh, and uh, he is, and I, I don't like this explanation that they give you here, but that's what they give you. They tell you that he is the, a god of magic. Huh. And I suppose the idea there is that if you're god of magic, you can have like a locked room and nobody can get out or in. And that's where they get this term hermetic, meaning it's locked up, it's sealed. You'd have to have magic to get in or out. Huh. I suppose that's the answer to it. Anyway, uh, the example, get a vitamin pill from a new bottle, unscrew the cap and break the hermetic seal. <laughs> if you can get it open. Huh. Yeah, you mm -hmm. can. That's right. So hermetic means airtight. Iridescent. That's a nice word. Um, my wife, who is an excellent speller, wasn't sure of the spelling of this word. She said she would have misspelled it. She would have yeah. put two R's in it instead of one, but it actually only has one R. Iridescent. It's an adjective, and it means having colors like the rainbow. Oh. And it's because it comes from the goddess iris who is the goddess of the rainbow and her and her name is spelled i-r-i-s and that's why you get it so she's the goddess of the rainbow and just uh, like so part of the eye i'm sorry just like the colored part of the eye it's called the iris yeah 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 you're exactly correct exactly correct yes um uh, yeah, that's right. Um, children enjoy bring uh, children enjoy blowing iridescent soap bubbles. 
meaning different colors. Mm -hmm. Okay, jovial. There's a word that we probably know without this list. You probably already know this word. Jovial. It comes from, well, it means jolly, uh, merry, good-humored. And it comes from the god Jove or Jupiter. Remember that Jupiter in Latin is the nominative case. But when you go into the other cases, the genitive case is J-O-V-I-S. The dative case is J-O-V-I. The accusative case is J-O-V-E-M. And the ablative case is J-O-V-E. And that's where you get this word Jove. So Jupiter is called Jupiter or Jove. Uh, Gary, what what's evocative? Like if you were going to call on Jupiter, is Jupiter, same as the nominative? Okay, it's the same. The only time the only time the vocative is different is in second declension, where the okay. U.S. changes to E. Other than that, it'll always be the same as your nominative. Okay, um, and um, um, so Jove uh, is the ablative. Jove is the ablative. Jove is the ablative of, okay. of Jupiter's name. Yeah, it's actually true. And it's kind of interesting. In Greek, the name Zeus, and of course, Zeus and Jupiter are the same. The name Zeus is also very irregularly declined. Like it goes from Zeus to Dios. Which, so it's just interesting that that God's name is so weird in, in both languages. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, um, they tell you here that the planet Jupiter is believed to make persons born under its influence cheerful or jovial. But I think there's another reason for this as well that, the, that, the, that this particular author doesn't say. And that is that Jupiter is also the god of hospitality. <laughs> and so if you offer somebody hospitality, you certainly would be good-humored or, or jovial or jolly, you know. And so I think either partly because of the planet, maybe partly because he is the god of hospitality, uh, that's where this word comes from. So hopefully hopefully you guys were all jovial over the Christmas holiday. Uh, hopefully you were. And the typical use? Uh, uh Our, our jovial host entertained us with several amusing anecdotes about his employer. Uh-huh. And so our jovial host, that's a word you might see sometimes. Now, this next word is, I think I've seen it in a different form than this. Um, remember, my, somebody gave me this list. Uh, I didn't write this list. Uh, but the, the one we have on the list here is labyrinthine. I think I have seen labyrinthian too. That is L-A-B-Y-R-I-N-T-H-I-A-N. I think I've seen that word as well. Uh, labyrinthian. And this is an adjective. It means full of confusing passageways. Intricate, complicated, like the labyrinth, that fabled maze, in Crete. Now, let me just talk about this fabled maze in Crete. Very interesting story here behind all this. And you could spend, we could spend the next five classes talking about this thing in Crete. But if you remember the story, and it's quite a weird story, I'm going to tell you. King, King Minos, 
was the king of Crete. He was a very powerful Crete, a uh, very powerful king. And he supposedly made a promise to Neptune that if Neptune would send him a very beautiful bull, that he would sacrifice it. Neptune sent him a very beautiful bull, but it was such a beautiful bull that he couldn't bring himself to sacrifice it. And so he did not sacrifice it. Well, that's not the thing you do is make a promise and then don't keep it to a god. So Neptune then made Minus's wife, whose name was Pasiphae, made her fall in love with this bull. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't quite know how to put this delicately. Okay. Um, so that she and the bull could get together, Daedalus, a, who was on the island of Crete at the time, Daedalus designed a what we might call a template, okay, so that her parts and the bull's parts could get together without a human woman and a bull would be sort of awkward, you know, it might might just not work too well. But he designed this thing that she could get in. It was a wooden bull. She could get inside of it, and then she and the bull could, you know, get together so to speak. Well, this, um, so the bull then had, an, or, or this, this woman rather, Pasiphae got pregnant by the bull and she had an offspring and this offspring is called the minotaur. That is, it's part man and part bull. It has, you know, the head of a bull, but the body of a man and it was very fierce and nobody quite knew what to do with it. So Daedalus then designed this very intricate building that they would put this bull in. And if you put the bull in there, he would never find his way back out because he would just go round and round and round and round and all these twists and turns and so forth. He would never get back out. And so uh, that's what the labyrinth was. Okay. This, this maze, this real confusing passage. Now, Theseus came to Crete as a prisoner and he was given the job of killing the Minotaur. And so he never would have been able to do it except that the king's daughter, Ariadne, fell in love with him. And she told him, go into the labyrinth and tie a piece of thread at the entrance. And therefore, when you get in there, you'll be able to find your way back out by following the thread after you kill the bull. And so he gets in there and he goes down, he finds the Minotaur and he, he succeeds in killing it. And then he follows the thread back out and then he and Ariadne run away with each other and get married. But there's another little interesting tidbit on this story. They go to the island of Naxos, I believe it is. And for some reason, he deserts Ariadne on that island. We don't exactly know why. We think that she may have been involved in worshiping the god Bacchus. And people who worship Bacchus did very barbaric things. They might like take an animal and rip it to pieces and eat its <laughs> dripping flesh. And she may have done that and it may have turned him off. We don't know. Oh, I thought no one knows. The god of drink. <laughs> you, you can see why that would sort of be weird. Anyway. So she um, leaves her on that island, and later the god 
uh, later the god Bacchus comes along and, and marries her. So, so I guess it all works out. Um, Gary, yeah, I, mm -hmm. I have a question. I have a question about that labyrinth. I thought part of it was open to the sky so that they could drop food down to him. And um, is I that don't right? know about that. I do not know about that. I don't know. I There's do not been know. So many derivatives of that story. Uh, I heard that it was underneath the castle and that was used as a prison. Oh, and they oh, dropped I think I heard that down. too. Yeah. yeah. I have never heard that necessarily, but it was used as a prison in the sense that the prisoners were thrown in there and the Minotaur ate them. Right. And that and, and then Theseus, though, got he wasn't, you know, they thought he wouldn't live, but Ariadne helped him take weapons in there and he was able to kill the Minotaur. Uh, if it wasn't for Ariadne, he would have probably been dead as well. Now, here's a little interest, two little interesting facts about these stories. Make of them what you will. In archaeology, on the island of Crete, there is a, uh, there are constant pictures that reoccur, pictures of people dancing with bulls. It's mm. called the bull dance. Mm. And, you know, whatever this was, maybe this is where this myth about the lady falling in love with the bull or whatever maybe that's where that or originated the fact that these people on this island practice this bull dancing hmm. you know we don't know the second thing is the word there is a word a cretan word labris l-a-b-r-y-s which does not have anything to do with the labyrinth it means a it means a double axe <laughs> and so you know maybe for some reason that word the fact that you kill a bull with an axe and the fact that you kill the minotaur. And I don't know. Somehow that got mixed up with the labyrinth. And also the palace on Crete. Crete was a very advanced civilization compared to Athens at the time, at that time. And the palace was quite intricate on Crete. And maybe to newcomers coming to Crete, it would have seemed like a labyrinth, you know, a maze, a real confusing place to get through. <laughs> and so all those little details make a story interesting but anyway make of it what you will um out of towners may easily lose their way in new york city's labyrinthine subway passes. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so those are uh you know examples of the word labyrinth so the school that i used to teach and people said was like a labyrinth to people that didn't know their way around it uh, it was a pretty big school, and it was kind of, at first sight, very confusing. Uh, new kids coming in there were terrified because it was just a big school. Any comments on, on the word, word? labyrinth uh, and labyrinthine? Carla has a question. Yes, Carla. I wanted to tell you that I'm here, but I just, school was late. But um, the one thing I wanted to comment on labyrinthine, uh, one of my hobbies is exploring caves. <laughs> And oh, really? I love caves. And um, so one you're of a spelunker, then. Yeah, I'm a spelunker. <laughs> one of my hobbies. And um, that's the Latin word for cave is spelunker. Yes, spelunker. And uh, the um, one of the characteristics of some caves is labyrinthine when it mm -hmm. has a lot of um, when it's one of the um, you know, um, not, you know, there are chamber type caves and there are catacomb type caves that have the passages, and it's it would be describe one with the passages. And I've heard caves as described as labyrinthine, so I just wanted to share that. Very with you. interesting. 
labyrinthine. So you've you've heard that word. You've heard that word before. Did someone else have a comment, a question? Yes. Um, this is Starry. Uh, and I was saying I love the word labyrinth and labyrinthine so much that one of my earliest screen names and emails features the word labyrinth. Really? Yes. Very good. Very good. Isn't it good we talked about this today when you came in? Since you like that word. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, let's talk about verbs. We're going to talk about, we're going to review, we were reviewing the active voice, present tense, uh, was all we did. Remember, we did our, we sang our verb song uh, last week, and we, uh, last time we met, and we did our verbs, uh, and we talked about uh, the verb song, and that's in the notes from the previous lesson, you know, first conjugation has A-R-E, remember that, second conjugation has long E-R-E, third conjugation has E-R-E, third I-O has E-R-E, fourth conjugation has I-R-E, remember that? First conjugation has just O, second conjugation has E-O, third conjugation has just O, third I-O, and fourth you know, they both end in I-O, remember that? I don't want to go through all that again if you remember it, but anyway. That's good. So that's what were you saying, Carl? That's really good. Sometime it would be neat if you made an audio file just to put all those songs together. That would be cool. I really should. And don't forget the other song about verbs. O Apps. is I. Remember that one? S is you. Yeah. So so we have all our verb songs and we have all our verbs in our mate. We've done these a million times. About a year ago, we were probably still doing these same verbs. But today we're going to get to something brand new with verbs. But let's look at these old verbs first. Yeah, we do with them. Who can conjugate ago? Who can tell me what conjugation ago is in? Well, it'd be ago, agis, agit, agimus, agimus, agitis, and agunt. Therefore, you think ago is third conjugation. What makes you, how do you know ago is third conjugation? Well, because of um, you know its principal parts, and what is its what? Which principal okay. part in particular shows us what conjugation okay. the verb? Yeah, agere the third the, uh, okay. infinitive. the infinitive agere shows okay. us short e r e. Remember third i o was it say first conjugation has a r e second conjugation has long e r e third conjugation has e r e. So just plain short e r e shows you that this is third conjugation, agare, and, that, and she did it exactly correctly. Ago, agus, agit, agimus, agitus, agun. Very good. All right, laudo. Conjugate laudo. To praise. It's to praise. By the way, what did ago mean? Ago, um, agare, um, means to do or to drive, I believe. Yeah. It can have all kinds of meaning. It can have all kinds. Uh, do, drive, discuss. Uh, it can have a lot of meaning. Act. Back that's where we get the word agent, where we get the word actor. All right. So, uh, laudo means to praise. And how do we conjugate that? Laudo. Laudas. Laudat. Yep. Laudamus. Laudatis. Laudant. Good. So laudo, laudas, laudat, or outcome. Laudo, laudas, laudat, laudamus, laudatus, laudam. All right. And uh, what conjugation is laudo then? First conjugation, laudare. 
It says Laudare. All right, very good. Now, third conjugation, punia. All right, I'm not telling you it's third conjugation. I'm just saying punia. How do we conjugate punia? Besides poor old Carla, she's been teaching all day. She's working hard. How do I don't want to, um, you know, monopolize things. That's, that's oh, I don't mind. Concerned. I'm glad you know it. I'm glad you know it. But anyone else do punio? How do we do it? What's punio mean? Punio means to punish. And what conjugation is punio? Now, you see it's got I-O. So that I-O tells you it's either third it's fourth, right? Fourth. How do we know? Because the infinitive is punire. So it's fourth. Yeah. So it's punio. What? I can't remember. You in long is. Punitus. Punitus. That's it. You got it. I just couldn't. All right. Akipia. Akipia. What time do you sound like your fate now? Yeah, you are yeah. fading out, Gary. You're fading kind of in and out. You were well, fine. That's... You were fine, and then suddenly something happened. How am I now? What? You're fine. Most of the time, you're fine, but on the rare occasion, it sounds like you're fading out. I'm sorry. I'm using this stupid phone. Am I affecting and... you? I don't think so. I had a terrible time getting into Zoom. I had to use my phone. Mm -hmm. I had a terrible oh, time getting in. I don't know. I don't know why. You're fine now. Oh, good. Well, I, I was turning my head around, and I think I was, maybe that caused my earbuds to go wrong or something. All right, Akipia. Yeah, what conjugation is Akipia? Um, third. Third. I'll keep it. I'll keep I it. Because it's I.O. So how receive, do we do it? To receive. To receive or to accept. How do we do it? Akipio. Yep. Akipis. Yep. Akipit. Akipimus, akipitis, and then akipiunt. So akipio, akipis, akipit, akipimus, akipitis, akipiunt. Remember the old rule we said? Best way to do this, can you light a match? And please don't light matches because I don't want you to burn your hands. But if you could light a match and imagine how long it takes a match to burn down, could you say that verb in that time? Akipio, akipis, akipit, akipimus, akipimus, There we go. That's what you're supposed to be able to do. So is that. All right, it's too long. It's too long. <laughs> <laughs> what conjugation is rid What? Wouldn't it be the second? I'm, I'm trying to think. It's e -O. No other conjugation has E-O. No other one. So it's second. So it go and it means to what? What's rid mean? Wait a minute. What word are you saying? Rid R-I-D-E-O. Uh, okay, okay. I can't remember. It means to laugh. We get the word ridiculous from it. Or, or deride. You do, if you deride. I was trying to figure out whether you were saying rideo or video, and I wasn't no, sure. No, rid, All right. So it goes rideo, rideo, rides, ridet, ridemus, ridetis, rident. Very good. And the last one I'm not going to do because it's a model verb and you already, I think we already did it. I think you have it. Duco, duco, third conjugation. Duco, ducus, ducat, ducimus, ducatus, ducun. And by the way, in my notes, the meanings of all these verbs in case you don't know what they are. 
All right, now we have to change from singular to plural, plural to singular. And I think instead of doing this now, I will send you the answers to this and you can look at it because it'd be good to see it in writing, I think. But let's look at C. We have some sentences to do. Antonius Kumamikis Wainet. What would that mean? Antonius Kumamikis Wainet. By the Antonio way, notice it's Wainet. Yep, Antonius is coming with friends. Good. Puella Lanam Trahit. That's an easy one. The girl spins wool. Yep, the girl spins wool or is spinning wool. You're one. Um, Pueri Influmine Monent. The boys uh, remain. In, in the, the river. Mm-hmm. In the river. I, think, I was hesitant because I'm like, in the river? Yep. Well, they're swimming. Okay. It's a summer day. They're going swimming. Oh, uh, okay. okay. Cur in terra dormitis. The, the mouse. Oh, uh, no. Why? Uh, wait a minute. Why? I have a missing dot. That this sentence made no sense. It's Could core, you, right? In, Why? Core in terra dormitis. Oh, dear. Gee. Is it something involving sleeping? It is indeed. It I is indeed. Yes. Yeah, so Why mentioned. what? Why are you sleeping, sleeping on, the ground? on the ground? Yeah, why? Okay, that... Cool. I read the first cool. word, and I'm thinking, cool. what in the world? Why are you sleeping on the ground? Well, I got the core, and I got in trouble because I was thinking, what does door? <laughs> oh, I like stay. You're thinking door mice or something, yeah. No, I'm thinking dormir. Stay. You're exactly correct. A dormir in Spanish, dormir in French, dormitory. Yeah. In Italian, right. dormire. Dormire, okay. I thought dormitis was going to be dormitory. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this is Musi. I just, I was kicked off. I had a power outage. I'm back. I don't know where you are. Oh, dear. Are. Okay. Well, we've been missing you. We wondered why you were so quiet. I fell I into the labyrinth. I, I the labyrinth was the last thing I heard. Yes. You fell into I the labyrinth. I heard that Carla liked caves. Carla likes caves. And then I was cut off. Yes. Oh, you've been Carla gone a long caves. time. I know. Ad urbem maltos dies manemus. Urbem maltos dies manemus. We are staying stay many, many days, days in, uh, in the city. In the city. Probably near the city. Odd or at the city. Probably near. All right. Librum novum de wiris clari scribo. Okay, let's see here. I am writing a new book. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. A new, a new, new book. I'm writing a new book about brave men. Famous, some kind famous of man. Men. Yeah. Famous, famous men. men. All right, milites iter longum ad orbem sac. Fuck it. You could tell the soldier made a trip to the sacred city. That's right. Very good. Very good. See, I studied. Before we go to the new material, I want to tell you a little story. And this story, Carla, you will understand perhaps better than anyone since you teach teenagers. This will you you know how the teenage mind works. 
but this is a good example of it. On December the 14th, 1967, no, 1966, December 14th, 1966, Gary A. LeGates walked into his Latin one class and was pretty happy. He was learning Latin pretty well, understood it pretty well, felt like he was getting somewhere with it, and actually really was enjoying his Latin experience. And what happened? We got the passive voice that day. <laughs> that is a brand new concept. I had no idea there was even such a thing as a passive. <laughs> we had all four conjugations present. Perfect. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Something happened. Can you all you hear all four, had, Say that sentence again. Conjugations. Present, imperfect, and future tense of all four conjugations. Everybody here? Yes? Yeah. You're faded when you, when you want it, when you say oh. present, that you start, you're faded present. Oh, okay. Anyway, and, I must con and these endings look funky looking, right? When you see them in the notes, you'll know what I mean. They look weird. They look weird. They look nothing like anything I had ever seen. And I got mad. <laughs> now, I didn't get mad at my Latin teacher because, you know, she was just teaching us. I got mad at Latin. And I thought, this is ridiculous. This is, and Carla, I had that thought that all teenagers think. This is unfair. That's what I said. This is unfair. You're giving us too much at one time. I was learning something. I was making progress. And now you threw all this on me. I can't learn it. And I, well, got I, just, had a con I just had a confrontation with the class similar. They said, I'm giving yep. him too much German today. Yep. Yep. And I got an attitude. I got an attitude. On one hand, I was mad. On the other hand, I was really sorry. I mean, I was really discouraged, you know, and I thought, I, I can't learn this. I just can't learn it. But I didn't say anything to my teacher. I got up and class was over and I went on to lunch. Now, the rest of that day was very busy. After lunch, we had Christmas program rehearsal. Later in the day, I had a world history class, which was at the very end of the day. Then that evening, we had a Christmas dinner for our dorm. So I was busy with that. Then we had the Christmas program. That was the night that it was presented. And so I was busy with that. I had a big part in that program. And you were in it with me. And I was in it with you. I was indeed. And then at the end of the Christmas program, my mother and my dad, mom and dad came up and they took me home because they came to see the Christmas program. So they took me home. So I wasn't thinking too much about Latin. The only thing I did do, I took my Latin book home because I was going to be missing the next day. And I knew I would have to study for a vocab test or something. I knew I would need to keep up. So I did take my Latin book home, but I wasn't thinking too much about Latin. And I wasn't, you know, I was sort of had an attitude, you might say. So the next day, I didn't think about Latin at all. My mother took me Christmas shopping. And that took all afternoon because she did some of hers along with doing mine. And so we got back home from that. We're probably tired. I don't know what we did in the evening. I went to bed. Wasn't thinking about Latin, went to sleep, and toward morning, had a very interesting dream. <laughs> In this dream, I dreamed that I was talking to a woman. I don't know who she was. She wasn't my Latin teacher. And this woman was saying, you can learn this. You can learn this passive voice. And I thought, well, I don't know about that. And she said, yes, you can. Look, and she was showing me how it worked really taken any time to study it except what we had done in class you know and I woke up 
And I thought, I think I know this. And so I got up and after breakfast, I looked at my Latin book and sure enough, I knew the passive voice. Hmm. I couldn't believe it. Now, I'm not going to say I understood it perfectly, but I, but I felt better about it. I felt like I could do it. I felt like hmm. it was something I could learn. Hmm. And I never had any more. That was the worst day in Latin I ever had. I never had another day quite as discouraging as that. I did learn it. So what I want to wish you all is good dreams tonight. <laughs> because we're going to look at the passive voice right now. Now, first you of all, know, that's how you know when you've learned a language in my experience, or that it's getting to be part of your subconscious is when you have your first dream in that language. And that's when I that's celebrate when I'm learning a language and I have my first dream. I know it's getting in there. Well, I don't know if the dream was really in Latin, but we were talking about the Latin and she was explaining it to me in the dream, you know, and so. Yeah, I mean, so really, I couldn't believe it. And it, it, it still is one of the most unbelievable things that ever happened to me is, is that. But anyway, what is the passive voice? The passive voice is when the verb is not doing the action. The verb is not verbing. The subject is not verbing. It's being verbed. And so in the passive voice, if you think about a verb, you know, I'm verbing, you are verbing, he is verbing. Well, in the passive voice, it's I am verbed, you are verbed. He is verb. So it's like if you were, if you take the word love, active voices, I love, you love, he loves. You're doing that action. Passive voice, the verb to love is I am loved. You are loved. He is loved. If you are loved, you're not doing a darn thing except receiving all that love. You're not doing one action. Um, but if you say I love, then, then you're, you're, you know, you're, you're doing it more. So that's what the passive voice is. Now, Somebody, and I think it was Aldous Huxley, it was either uh, George Orwell or Aldous Huxley, and I cannot remember which, I think it was Huxley, wrote an article back in the 40s about the passive voice. And he said, using the passive voice in English is very bad writing. Okay? Because, and the reason he said that, it shifts the responsibility from the writer to someone else. So, for example, I, I find myself doing this sometimes when I'm writing minutes. Instead of saying, our group voted to do this, I might say, it was voted upon that we do this, or, or it was decided to do this. And that way, it's sort of vague. You don't really take responsibility. And so that's yeah. why Huxley said not to do it. Don't move your head. I'm sorry. That's why Huxley said we shouldn't do it. Not give responsibility uh, in your writing, but in Latin and in Greek, the passive voice is used quite a bit. Um, and in Greek, one reason it's used so much is not so much because of the passive voice, but in Greek there is a middle and a passive voice, and the forms of the middle voice and the passive voice are the same in some of the tenses, and so the passive forms are used quite often. And in Latin, it's used quite a bit more than you. More than you might think. Uh, and so here's an example. Puella amat, that's active voice. You know that, the girl loves. Passive voice, puella amator, the girl is loved. Now, I show you the endings of this passive voice. And we're going to look at it. I didn't give you present, imperfect, and future. I only gave you the present because I didn't want you to be too upset. <laughs> Let's look at the infinitives first of all. Instead of A-R-E or long E-R-E or short E-R-E, instead of that, 
The passive voice is A-R-I, long E-R-I. Now, in the third conjugation, it has to be different. So drop the E-R-E -E and add an I. And then the fourth conjugation is I-R-I. -I. So if we did our verb song, we would say something like, first conjugation is A-R-I, second conjugation is long E-R-I, third conjugation, take off E-R-E -E and add I, third I-O, I, and fourth conjugation is I-R-I. -I. Wait a minute, go back to that second half again. Yeah, do it again. Good. First you were, you were fading. You had you had just a little fade out at the at, when you first got conjugation to the... is a r i. Second conjugation is long e r i. Third conjugation take off e r e and add i. Third i o just an i. And fourth conjugation is i r i. Wait a minute, you're missing the same part each time. You say your last two again. Third conjugation. Conjugation is let's see. First conjugation is a r i. Second conjugation is long e r i. Third conjugation is just an i. Third i o is just an i. And fourth conjugation is i r i. Okay. And by the way, what do these infinitives mean? Amari to be loved. Uh, ha whatever verb your second conjugation is. Widari to be seen. Third duki to be led, etc. So it means to be something. Um, now, the personal endings are different, and they look funky. They look weird. At least they did to me when I first learned the passive boy. For the first person, it's R-I-S for you, P-U-R for he, she, it, M-U-R for we, M-I-N-I -I for you. That's the one that really looks weird to me. And N-T-U-R for that. Now, for the first person... Do the first one again. R, R I S, U R, U R. Okay, what, 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 what? Really okay, fading you're fast. Your fading got really a lot worse. Just, you're, now. you're fading. Yes, you're fading. I wonder why. Maybe I'll have to take these earphones off and just use the phone. Uh, Maybe. Don't know if that would... I don't know why they're doing it because they don't do it for a while. And then you. No, they. I don't, I don't. Let me push push them in my ears a little bit. Or maybe that's. Are you hearing all right now? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Let's hope that next week we don't have to do this again. Um. Anyway, so it goes for first kind of uh, it's R R I S U R. Well, uh, I think I might be the only one hearing you. Oh dear. No, this is me. He's hard to hear. No, he's fading to me okay. too. It's it's you're fading. Well, see, I can hear him because I hear him from somewhere else. But see, well, let me see what happens if I take these earphones off. Um, Talk some try, try it again, Gear. I don't even hear I'm him. I'm here, now. dang it all. I don't hear him now. He's gone. Yeah, completely. Hear anything at all? Um, okay, let let me. And maybe it's it's passive because he's not speaking. Yeah, it's passive. <laughs> let, me go, let me go in and see if I can help him. Hold on. He's not verbing, so it's. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, Bad I'm joke. Gonna, sorry. I'm gonna go and see if I can. He's... No, you're off. Yeah. I got an idea. Here, let's let's try this. Take my phone and 
take and take Okay. Are your earphones? Oh, you have these. Here mine. There. I hear time playing. Now I hear you. That's can you hear me it. now? Hello? Yes, yep. we can hear you. Oh, good. Yep. Okay, okay, okay. Yep. Good. It's good. just about a quarter till. Yep. Okay, that's good. Because that'll, that'll be what we need. Anyway, so R-I-S-T-U-R-M-U-R-M-I-N-I-N-N-T-U-R. So I guess if we had to play our, our verb song about the personal endings, we could say, we could say, R is I, Riff is you, T-U-R is he, T-U-R is she, T-U-R is it, M-U-R is we, M-I-N-I is you, N-T-they. So it doesn't work quite as well as the other one, but it works all right. So if you look at your verbs in the present tense, for example, you would say, Amor, Amaris, Amatur. A mom or a mommy, a mentor. See why well, I didn't like these endings? A mommy. Let's say, like, say a harmony or something. A more, a Morris, a mentor. A mom or a mommy, a mentor. Now I know it pretty well, but boy, back then. And so it means I am loved. You are loved. He is loved. We are loved. You are loved. They are loved. And uh, so forth. And then uh, you have second conjugation. You have. Gary, do you have a, do you have a, a typographical error? With more, it says we. Should that be he? Which one, Carla? More or tour? Yep, she's right. I see it. Which see uh, in, in which verb? In amour? The ending. Just the endings. You have we for tour. And I don't think oh, in that's the correct. endings. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, in the endings. Uh, wait a minute now. T U R. Yeah, it should say he. Yeah, it should say he. Yes, he, she, or it, right? He, she, or it. You are should be he, she, or it. M, you are should be we. Yes, I'll fix that for you for next week. That Yes, that's that I should just be. wanted to make sure. Yeah, no, it's bad enough when you get it right, when you get it wrong, it's even worse. <laughs> anyway, so if you do a second conjugation, with that or, with daris, with dator, with daymore, with daimony, with dentor. But notice that widao has a special meaning in the passage. It means to, to be seen or to seem. So oftentimes widao means to seem in the passive voice. Third conjugation, the verb I give you is duco. So it's ducor, ducorus, ducator, ducimor, ducimini, ducuntor. See why I didn't like these? They're, 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 I like them now, but I didn't like them then. Uh, they just sound weird. Copior, copperus, copitor, copimor, copimini, copiuntor. And then last of all, um, what do I give you here? Aldior, aldiris. Notice aldiris, auditor, aldimor, aldimini, aldiuntor. There they are. And so uh, there the endings are. You just have to learn them, and they look weird. And I used to always commiserate with my kids because I know it's a whole new set of endings you didn't think you were going to have to know. You thought you were getting all these tenses learned, and here we are, a whole new set of endings. And it's a little discouraging, but anyway, uh, there it is. Now, when you have a verb in the passive, you do not have a direct object. Like if you have an active verb, 
The boy loves the girl. The girl is a direct object. But in the passive voice, to say the same thing, uh, the, the, what I say? The boy loves the girl. You would have to say the girl is loved by the boy. And so you don't have a direct object in the passive voice. You have a by phrase. And that by phrase is expressed by the ablative with ah or ob if it's a person. We call that, Carla, the ablative of personal agent. It's interesting to me that in Spanish you have that personal ah for direct objects of active voice. But in Latin, the personal ah, which you might call the personal ah, is for the by phrases in the passive voice. If it's a thing, just use ablative of means. If it's a person, then use ablative of personal agent. And to change a verb from active to passive. For example, if I gave you a sentence, like the one I gave you, the girl, the boy loves the girl. To change that, make the verb passive. So you're going to change loves to is loved. You're going to take the direct object and make it the subject. So girl don't be the subject. The girl is loved. Then take the what was the subject and make it a by phrase. The girl is loved by the boy. And that's how we do it. Any questions on this? This is tough. This is this is a little bit tough. You're gonna have to look this over a bit. I mean, this is not something that you're gonna get right away. We might have to spend two lessons on this. I don't know, a few weeks on this or so. Any questions on this? How do you say candy is loved by me? All right. You, that, <laughs> you just said it. Candy. Uh, do, do case, I guess. Sweets. Uh -huh. Amantor ame, by me. Uh -huh. Yeah. Now, in this lesson, one of the things we're going to have that you're going to find kind of fun, I hope, we have a little story in this lesson. Narcissus falls in love with himself. And there's a part where it talks about Narcissus seeing his reflection in the pool and falling in love. And you're going to notice the passive verbs mixing with the active verbs. Because obviously, if he's in love with himself, he's loved and is, he loves and is loved at the same time. And so you're going to get that in the story. So you'll notice how the, 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 the passive verbs interact with the active verbs. Okay. How would I change this sentence from active to passive in English? Okay. How would I change this? My friend loves Latin. Latin is loved by my friend. Very good. Very good. Okay. And uh, so we're going to have some sentences to change from active to passive. And we're going to have... Uh, we're going to have some, I'm not going to give you any change from passive to active yet, but just for right now, we'll do that. And we'll have some verbs to conjugate and some and so forth. So we'll see how it goes. If this is not, you can see why I got upset about this when I was a teenager. You can see why you can see. Do you remember Ninet when we had this? Do you remember thinking anything about it or did you just learn it? You were smart. I mean, I was probably thinking about you. I probably didn't care. Yeah, that's another thing. She and I had just, we were dating hot and heavy in that time. I mean, we were really dating hot and heavy. So we, we probably were thinking more about each other than passive voice. But uh, still, I, I love, Latin and French were my two favorite subjects at that time. Still are, for that matter. But uh, 
So then, would you say you both were verbing hard on each other? As opposed we were to being verbal? We were verbing, we were verbing <laughs> and being verb. You were being verb. <laughs> we were verbing and being verb. Yes, we were. Uh, yes, we were. Yes, we were. In fact, and 10 we, years we, after that, we got married. Exactly. 10 years after that, we got married. Yes, that's true. Uh, we had gone on our first date the week before, the, the, the Thursday before that, we had gone on our first date to a dance. So it was all, all, and then by March, we broke up. So what are you going to do? You know? And you know, it's interesting, Gary, these language, you know, a lot of languages in reflexive um, constructions use the passive, like, um, you know, if you say like, um, you don't say I broke my leg, but my leg broke itself to me. Things like that. I mean, I could give you all kind of examples of that. Well, like in French, I broke for myself the leg is what you would say. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, they would always say that. I broke myself the leg. <laughs> yep. That's what they would say. Uh, I, there was a sentence in Spanish that in the old ALM Spanish that the kids used to love. Uh, El toco disco descompuesto. You know, the record player has what this decomposed or something like that. Broken. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, and, and actually, Carla, in Latin, sometimes they will use a passive and pretend that there's a middle voice in Latin, which there isn't. They will use a passive to mean somebody did something themselves or for themselves. Instead of using reflexive pronoun, they'll just use the passive. That does happen occasionally. Yeah. Uh, so, yes. Now, does Spanish have much of a passive voice? Yes, it does. Um, and it's um, things like um, it, uh, on signs, you'll see like, um, um, say, uh, say, venden carro, uh, say, venden carros aquí. Um, cars wow. are sold here, or say uh, come bien in Madrid. One eats well, you well, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when see, you now, say, um, say it, it can be used with an unspecified agent, and so that might be a, a parallel of not having that yeah. middle voice. Yeah, yeah, it is. See, I don't think in French there is a passive voice, but you almost never learn it. Uh, it's you know, you might see it once in a while. It's not nearly as common in French, I don't think, as it is in Spanish. I sure hope not, because I saw what that looked like, and it was funky. Yeah, it's it. it yeah, it is. Well, in French, they would use a. Uh, they would do it a little bit like they do in English. They would use a, They would use a. You know, two verbs like the verb to be plus a participle or something. They wouldn't uh, have these weird looking forms. How is it in German now? I think. Oh German, no, I'm thinking of the simple. The yeah. simple passive. Well, that one will look funky. Um, oh, that that's like, that's a passe sample. Yeah, that one's uh, that one's kind of uh, kind of weird looking. Yeah, I, uh, I got the 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 plus perfect, the imperfect. Let's see, the ones that are double uh, conditional. Yeah, I know all those. All those I got. I don't know if I ever saw the passive voice then. No, I don't think you will. I don't think you'll see it. It might if it happens in a sentence. You'll just read the sentence and you won't even think about it. But Carla, what about German? It seems to me German uses passive voice. It does, and and sometimes they'll use. I I, I like to call it a pseudo passive, like um, mm. man sagt. One says wie sagt man auf oh. Deutsch. Um, they'll use man as sort of an un, um, ex, you know, an agent, oh. or um, they'll oh, use yeah. the past participle, like. Um, oh, yeah. 
Es ist auch ähm, Wolle gemacht. Es ist aus oh. Wolle gemacht. It's made out of wool. Oh. Okay, for okay. Um, not, uh, you know, I mean, so it is made. It doesn't say right. made it. Uh, and so they'll use a past participle um, right. and, um, with the verb sein to be. Right. Uh, right. And they'll do that a lot. It seems to you me know, that they I'm... do it a lot too. I do some technical translating. They do it a lot in um, instruction manuals. And, oh. and, um, you know, they, they have um, manuals for engineers to repair things. They use yep. it. It's yep. used a lot there. Hmm. Very good. My it seems to me the German teacher we had at school was always getting his kids to change actives to passive and passives to actives. He's the only other teacher that really fooled much with the passive voice uh, as much as I did. I don't think the Spanish teachers or French teachers really mess with it too much. Oh, no, I, know. I saw the French passive voice. I just looked it up and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's like when you say he died, but the sentence looks like it's in uh, present tense. Il est mort. It's actually oh, OK. Passive. Yeah, he died. Yeah. yeah, well. That's, it looks, that's like, it really looks like he is dead, but it's actually the passive voice. He had, he died. No, that's that's well, mm -hmm. okay, yes, okay. I guess I can. I, I looked can, it up and it said it's it's made with a form of uh, to be and yeah. past yeah. participle. See, yeah. I would just call that a passé composé with an yeah, etre verb. Composé with etre, yeah. I would just say that's a passé right. composé with etre verb, but. Yeah, remember the Mrs. Dr. Vandertramp. House. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Quite well, how can you tell the difference then between the, the passive? Well, the passive the would be more something like. Il a été, um, I'll give you a good example. Il s'appelle. Yeah. Il s'appelle. That's more. Yeah. He calls yeah, himself. You know, when you see se. Oh, isn't that just a pronominal verb? Self. Isn't that just. Yeah, do you realize you only have two minutes? Yes, oh, I know. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, listen, guys, I'm going to. What lesson number is this? 56. Oh, wow. Do you, have, do you get my notes? Sorry, do you get my notes? No, I don't because I, I never come here. This is my first time. Do so I got the folder and you... the last one was 37 and it's missing 37. Yes, I know. I have not kept that folder up to date. Do you, would you like me to send you these notes for today? Yes. If you would, if you would, tell Cindy, just write to community at acb.org, and I will make sure you get the, these notes and the ones to the previous lesson, so you can have, you know, Fantastic. you can have. Fantastic. How do I get all the rest then? Oh, I'll, I'll get them for you. I'll send them to you. Okay. And done. Thank you. Yes, indeed. All right, guys, we don't want to hold Carrie up here. She's going to be closing off. So please try to do the homework, try to do the exercises. And we'll see what happens next week.